The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to tell you a little story. It was shared by the former chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Lau. Rabbi Yisrael Meir Lau said that it was the early 90s. He was sitting in his office. He was the rabbi of Tel Aviv. And he was sitting in his lishka, in his office. A Jew from London came in and he asked if he could speak to him for a few minutes. His name was Matul Kaminsky, Reb Mardechai Kaminsky. A chassid of Ger, a Ger chassid, an older chassid with a white beard. He takes out a book and he says, this is my biography and my story of survival in the Holocaust. He was a survivor. And uh, I'm about to publish this book. But before I do, I have to get something off my chest. This is the early 90s. Rabbi Lau says what? He says, something is sitting on my conscience and I never apologized. It's sitting inside of me for 50 years, 60 years. And I need to apologize to you. So he says, what are you talking about? And he reminded Rabbi Lau a story that happened when Rabbi Lau himself was four or five years old, October 1942. The Germans come into Piotrkov in Poland. This is the city where his father, Moshe Chaim Lau, was the rabbi of Piotrkov. They come into Piotrkov and they begin an action separating the Jews from each other. They gather all the men into the city square and put them on trains to take them to Treblinka. Rabbi Lau's father, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lau, Hashem Yunkadamu, was murdered in Treblinka with his brother. The women and the children, they left in the meantime to deal with them at a later date. In the middle of the night, the morning before they left on the trains, Rabbi Lau's father, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lau, left the square and he came running to his home and he told his wife, the Rebetzin, that he found for her and their little baby, Lulik, they called him Lulik, Yisrael Meir. <clears throat> they had Tulik, was Naftali, and it was Lulik. He found a aboidim, attic, a hiding place in the attic where they can hide. It was basically on the fourth floor of an abandoned building in an isolated attic, and he felt that they should hide there. He told them, and he ran away. He ran back to the square because he had to be there. Yisrael, Yisrael Meir Lau, who's sitting in front of Matul Kaminsky, and his mother, indeed, went up to that aboidim, went up to that attic, and they found there another few dozen Jews who were all hiding in that hiding place. Who was there? This Matul Kaminsky, this Gerich Hasid, who was a little child, and he was already an orphan. Both of his parents were taken. And uh, he was there, this little kid, Matul Kaminsky, together with Yisrael Meir, with, with Yisrael Meir Lau. Suddenly they hear the sounds of boots, loud boots. The Nazis came into the building and started to go floor after floor to search for Jews who were hiding. They went into one of the rooms that was close to the room where they were hiding, and there were a bunch of planks of wood. So they thought under the planks, Jews are hiding. So they started to pick up plank after plank, beam after beam. The Jews in the meantime were hiding in absolute silence in this attic. Matul Kaminsky tells Rabbi Lau, he says, you know, your mother brought into the hiding place a bag with a few apples. She didn't know how long they're going to be hiding, so she had a few apples. Matul tells Rabbi Lau, I was starving. I haven't eaten in a very, very long time. And I saw the bag. So I took one of the apples without permission. I didn't want to ask because I thought you would say no. And I started to eat it. But right when I started to eat the apple, it's in my mouth, the Nazis came in to start searching the building. I knew if I continued to take a bite into the apple, it's going to make a sound and they're going to discover our hiding place. I also didn't want to spit out the apple because then you... And your mother and the people there would reveal that I'm a thief because I stole the apple. So I sat for two hours with this apple in my mouth, about to chew it, but I can't chew it. 
until the Nazis left the building and I continued to eat my apple. Now I came to ask you forgiveness for that gneva, for the fact that I stole your apple. It's been already a half a century and it still sits on me and I want to apologize to you. Rabbi Lau broke out sobbing. And he looked at Reb Motel, he gave him a hug and he said, trust me, I forgave you. That moment, even though I did not know the story till this moment. When he shared the story, I thought to myself, think about the refinement of a person. What sits on his chest for 50 years? That he stole an apple. He is surrounded by Nazis who wouldn't have an issue, did not have an issue gazing a million and a half children. That's what their conscience and their enlightenment, most, many of them were PhDs and scientists and doctors. That's where their science led them to. And here you have an orphan who has nothing in the world and what's sitting on his chest? That he stole somebody else's apple. And when he has an opportunity and needs to publish his Holocaust memoir and he's getting older, he comes to Israel to ask forgiveness. That's what touched Rabbi Lau more than anything else. Just the thought about it. What does this tell you? This is the Edelkeit, the refinement of Matan Taira. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.